A moment with a is united to condemn the tragic murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and every other black brother and sister at the hands of police brutality. This is a continuation of the systemic racism pervasive in our country since its inception, and we are committed to standing against racism in all its forms. We believe that to be silent is to be complicit. We believe that black lives matter. We believe that black lives matter more than property. We have a responsibility to use our platform to speak out against these injustices whenever and wherever we are witness to it. We have a responsibility to use our platform to speak against anti-blackness and police brutality, and we encourage our audience to be educated, engaged, and to take action. So welcome to A Moment With A. Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, A Moment With A. As you guys know, my name is Akile. Hey guys, hey, 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 hey guys, my name is Akile. Welcome back to my podcast, A Moment With A. As you guys know, my name is So hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to my podcast, A Moment With Day. The podcast is dedicated to elevating the dialogue on the topics that affect the lives of millennials. Guys, I feel like it's been so freaking long since I podcasted, but in case you don't know, my name is Akila Hughes, and as always, I'm so happy and honored and excited to be sharing space and energy with you tonight, and I'm so excited to get into this podcast episode with one of my favorite people in the entire world, Alex. Say hi to my A-Squad. So A-Squad? I mean, and I love that your name starts with an A2, so it's kind of like your squad, too, because, you know, A squad, gang gang. <laughs> How are you, Alex? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's been a minute since you've been on a moment with A. Yeah. And I feel like we had a good, well, I feel like every time we have a good time. I know. I'm trying to think what was our last episode. Was it self-love and relationships? Couldn't even tell you. Honestly, Almost I don't know. a year ago. I know. Wait, no, we... Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think it was like what, last November? Yeah, it was around the holiday season. Well, I'm glad that you're back. Yeah, me too. Tell my A squad what you've been up to since we've last had you on. Uh, How's your mental? I've been busy living and learning and experiencing just new things. I love that. Um, I've been writing, mm-hmm. uh, reading, uh, working out. Making time with the kids, mm-hmm. disconnecting, reconnecting with myself, um, and just trying to make the relationships that I currently have in my life like more special. Yeah, yeah. I love that for you. Sure. So our our year is almost over. 
2021, it's like she had somewhere to go. She had somewhere to be. <laughs> yeah. What has been three highlights of your year? Three highlights? May in May had a birthday, so celebrated being 30. 30, 30. Yeah. That was an accomplishment. Exactly. It doesn't feel like I'm 30, but you know, I'm just experiencing life and learning. So um second accomplishment, uh finish this book. Um, so like that was an accomplishment. And um the third one was making the transition from like being able to let my kids go to a different school that's by their mom and not be so active. Mm. Um, that's something that I'm proud of. Um, you know, I would love to have them every single day, but I love to you know, know that they're doing good in school and um, you know, just having good kids like that are in society. You know what I'm saying? Healthy. A's and good attendance and just enjoying the whole school experience. Yeah. So, and, I love seeing your kids. Yeah, and their mom is like super excited that she's more hands-on, which I love. So, mm. yeah. We stand black families, black fatherhood, black boy joy, mm. healthy kids. I love it. I love it. So, now that we're practically at the end of the year, because once my birthday comes, it's like over done I I always start to think about okay what word is going to define my new year so currently I'm in my year of focus but I have my new word in mind so kind of thinking about the 22 year what word do you think is going to impact it the most for you win Mm. (laughs) I'm looking for a win yeah I like that. Okay. I can vibe with that. All right. So the name of our episode today, Alex, it's going to be What They Never Told You About Love. (laughs) And if you guys don't know, Alex recently wrote book number three, which is a huge accomplishment. A moment with it is proud of you, Alex. (laughs) So we're going to be... Talking about your book, I'm going to be reading some of the passages from your book, some of my favorite ones, so we can get a backstory about how they came about and just really get an inside scoop about how this book became this book. But I'm not going to read that many because if they want to know the rest, they can go buy it and that's some period. Okay. So but before we even get into that, last night I was in my room, I was reading your book, I was on Twitter, you know, Twitter be Twittering. Yeah. And I just so. kind of thought... <laughs> I kind of thought of this question has just been in my head, and I think you're the first, the perfect person to get insight from. So, do you remember your first heartbreak? Yes. Yeah? Yes. What did it teach you? Um, you want to go childhood or you want to go adulthood? Both. Um, I feel like you have one for your childhood, but you have one for your adulthood. Childhood first. Um, childhood, I was in ninth grade, first girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and uh, I said no to coming over. Mm. And I called her later on that day, and I'm talking to her, and I hear a dude voice in the background. 
I think it was her ex-boyfriend. But I don't think I know it was her ex-boyfriend. So that taught me a lot. <laughs> like what? Needless to say. Um, at that age, it taught me, um, you know, uh, don't trust so easily. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's what that taught me. Don't trust so easy. Don't let people get so close, you know, to you. Um, so also, a- after yeah. that relationship, did you move differently when it came to, like, females? Honestly, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, the cool thing was to do was, you know, to have, you know, if you wasn't having three or four women, you know what I'm saying? Like, texting them good mornings, like, you know, you know, I think that began like a cycle. I'm just like, okay, that's that's what we're doing out here. You know, the thing hurt people, hurt people. Yep. I believe that's when you know I started to pick up like those kind of like habits in that game. You know, kind of like barbershop talk. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, there's guys that's gonna tell you like, you know, oh, you gotta have a girl though. One girl do this, one girl do this, and the other one, you know, they do this. That's really what y'all talk about in a barbershop? Like, from, from like, be, just being, like, a, a, a young boy from the inner city. Yeah. Like, like if they're not teaching you how to make money, they teach, you know, they're talking about girls and how they can use them and manipulate you. you know? mm. and, you so know, tell us about your adulthood one. Yeah, adulthood one. Um, uh, what did it teach me? Mm-hmm. Um, it taught me that I don't give perfectly. It taught me that, um, you know, when it's real, like, like you don't need a threat for you to treat it like it's worth it. Hmm. You, know, you don't need an ultimatum or nothing like that. You know, you, you, you honor that and you protect it and you guard it. And, and I think that it's very simple, you know. So um, I think that choices... That's what I really understood from that one. It's like choices. You know, that we're all one choice away from a different result. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, you know, in a relationship. So, ego and pride can't reside in love. At all. Ego, I mean, pride comes before the fall. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, Alex. Yeah. So, thinking about your two heartbreaks and not, well, yeah. Thinking about your two heartbreaks. Do you think that those experiences shape the way that you write in your books and the things that you post about? Yeah, of course. You know, something writing is something that I've always done, never shared. But it's something that's never left my life. You know, people left my life, things left my life, um, moved on from situations. But writing is something that's always been in my life. I trust my writing. Um, going through hard times, going through my, you know, setbacks and going through my rock bottom um it was funny because it's like i couldn't find um the words you know i couldn't find the words um on social media you know how you just be like i need something i need something you know words yeah. of affirmations encouragement self-love messages i couldn't find nothing that just related you know um so i started to create quotes um and then started to see where i could take it you know but i was sharing my 
quotes and my stories with my close friends and my family. And they were the one telling me for like a year, like, you should do something with this. And I was like, nah, nah, you know, nobody wants to hear this, you know. Little did you know. Little did I know, (laughs) (laughs) you know. (laughs) You know, so, but it all started with like me, you know, started with, you know, with just me just, you know, facing my reality. Yeah. So I was telling Alex that one of the things that I really like most about his book is that even though it seems so simple, the words, that they're really complex and they require you to think and be like, yo. I, w- I was on Twitter and I tweeted when I was reading this that you should have put a disclaimer at the beginning of your book that says like, feel and smell your eyes. Because I was in my feels. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, can he get out of my like backup? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but, um... So you have your book broken up into four different sections. Mm-hmm. Reality, release, repair, and I got you. Yeah. So how did this come about? Like what made you want to do those four different words? Um, healing process. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, um, in order to heal, in order to fix anything, what do you need to do? If there's a car, if your engine's not working, you need an oil change, what do you have to do? You have to go under the hood. Mm-hmm. All right. If you have a bad heart, Lung surgery, you gotta, they gotta cut you open. They gotta give you medicine, and they gotta have to, you know, cut you open to see what's going on and being able to fix it. You know, so I feel like, um, one, you gotta face it, you know, face the reality, um, and two, you gotta be able to, uh, you know, release and repair. And I think it's important to know that, you know, some people do got you. Yeah. Not everybody's out there that mean that wants to hurt you there's some people that want to love you you know so so one of the first ones that I want to read and it was the one that I sent to you mm. and then you said it was one of your favorites too okay okay this is perfect so it says the quickest way to miss out on something special is to assume everybody is the same Whew. and I was like damn he's in my business for real yeah <laughs> <laughs> so how did that, what made you think about that um Hmm. I think sometimes we think that everybody's the same. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, like, but what sticks out? You know, you know I think some, some people want to feel lucky or blessed mm-hmm. to be in the presence of you. You know, and when they feel like you're just like everybody else, how special is that? Yeah. You know, so... Or I think it was even what we were talking about before we started recording about how people get used to their pain. Right. So when you're used to something, say like, oh, well, my mom hurt me. Mm. You're going to assume that like everyone's going to hurt you the same way that your mom did. And then you miss out on so many blessings because you're blind to your hurt. Yeah. At least that's what I got from it. No, I mean, some people feel like, you know, this is as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Or I didn't have this. Or some people feel like. So I'm never going to get it. Yeah. It's like, it's a choice. We have to stop. What we have to stop doing, or what we should choose to stop doing, is um, playing victim. Mm. Um, my dad wasn't there. My mom wasn't there. Or you don't know what this person did to me. Like you know, you can choose to um, embrace that pain that that person gave you, or you can choose to create a new, you know, experience for your life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, what I'm seeing. And hearing um, is people don't 
want to do the work to have something you know special we want what's easy comfortable yeah we want to chase the feeling and when it gets real you know you realize that like not everybody that was in your boat is wrong with you yeah you know so i don't know so kind of thinking about like your platform and your books and just using alex why do you think so many women identify to the content that you post opposed to men um well i'm gonna be real with you Mm -hmm. like Men feel me, and they're quiet. Hmm. They're quiet. Yo, bro, like, what you be saying? I'm sorry. (laughs) Yo, bro, what you be saying, it be some real stuff. You know, you should speak more about, you know, from from a man perspective. And I'm like, I'm not speaking from a woman perspective at all. I'm a man. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm a man first and foremost. Um, uh, Women identify... It because it has something to do with um, their emotion. You think so? Women are very intuitive beings, so they're very like feelings first, <laughs> logic second. Yeah, <laughs> I, I call it, and, and I and what it really should be, it, 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 you know, I always say like facts over feelings. You know, that's what it really should be. You know, um, our faith over feelings. Um, but a lot of people, you know get stuck into culture culture just tells you to just go with the vibe go with your feelings and the vibe always changes the culture always changes but the facts but the facts are the facts the principles are the principles the principles will simplify your life yeah you know, they will guard your life essentially boundaries will guard your life as well um, but do you think that there is such thing as having too many boundaries too many boundaries um the ones that keep people if you're building walls, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, all right, you knock down this wall and then like you build a bigger wall. And then you knock down it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, all right, now what are we doing here? You know, are you not really ready? What's going on? And what I'm understanding is a lot of people don't have the words to communicate what they feel. Mm-hmm. They need a meme, they need a quote. So I think having a thought for yourself is rare. Mm-hmm. I think we live in a world where people are always more connected with their phone and social media than they are with their real life. And, you know, so. There's one in here that's really, really simple. Mm-hmm. But it says, everybody won't have a heart like yours. That f- for sure. For sure. I'm still learning that one. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> You hit me. Yeah, because it's you know. like, I, I'm the, I know that's something that I struggle with. Like, not everyone's going to be like you. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it. It is. You know, um, first step of love is acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't accept that person for, how they, like, for who they are and what they show you. Like, you know, I, there's consistency with inconsistency. You know? That's a word. Yeah. Like, if somebody can, can continues to show you that, like, they're inconsistent. They're consistent at showing you that they're inconsistent. Yeah, they're consistent can, with their they're consistent with their yeah. inconsistency. You know where to put that person, you know? Mm-hmm. That person may not be the everyday person that you talk to. You know, I'm a big believer in placement. You, know, you don't need everybody to be, oh, you know, you Batman and you Robin. You know? Sometimes people, you can love them from a distance. Mm-hmm. 
there's some people who are very close to me, but we don't talk. I haven't spoken to them in like six months, you know? And every time we talk, like, it's all love. They understand me, I understand them, you know? There's real life things that we're trying to do in this world, and we're not trying to do them together right now. That's cool. Maybe one day that'll line up. But keeping those relationships um, are important as well. Yeah. You know, you can't just cut everybody off and be wondering why, you know, like you don't have nothing real. I think that's just as toxic than staying in situations that you're not supposed to be in. Yeah. Just cutting people off. Yeah. Like, damn. So kind of thinking about relationships and where you want to be, what are three things that you value highest in relationships? Um, integrity. What does that look like? Um, to know who you are. Hmm. You know, be operating your purpose. Yeah. Um, you know, to love yourself first and last. You know, um, I'm just here to add on to your life mm-hmm. and so having integrity I feel like is, is very important to me it's also something that I've instilled in my kids even at this young age to know who you are when no one's looking you know um, you don't have to apologize for being you you know um, it's, there's acceptance in that so that's love um that I'm looking for is like respect I think respect is cool I think respect is earned mm. I think kindness is given but respect is earned mm-hmm. um, and, um, so mm-hmm. when we think about respect okay. a lot of people have different right. definitions when it comes to respect and what that looks like in a relationship so what does that look like to you for your lady to respect you um like, not just my lady, but, like... Any relationship. All of them. Like, yeah. you know, how we do one thing is how we do all things. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Um, just respect me enough to, you know, to speak up. Hmm. Like, simple as that. You know? If I'm doing something that's hurting you, speak up. If I'm doing something that makes you feel, you know, proud, speak up. Doing something that maybe I'm not aware of, speak up. Like, mm-hmm. adjustments matter, you know? Like, you matter. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that level of respect, you know, respect with detail. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Not just on some respect me because I'm a man. Because like, that's <laughs> you know? what, listen, that's what they be thinking. Yeah. And it don't work like that, boss. I'm going to give you this thing, like, uh, cognitive skills. You know about that? No. So, you you've heard about it. Probably it's not in that way. Like you know, they say women speak is it two thousand more words a day more than more than men. Mm-hmm. So like in child development, like you'll have a girl like who can maybe like so like my daughter when she was five, she was speaking like so clear. So boom, boom, boom. my son, you know he speaks fine, but he ain't speaking like how my daughter used to speak. <laughs> he don't use as much words, even though he still speaks clear, and he got personality. She was forming like sentences like at a high, high level, mm-hmm. and even as far as yesterday, like she's explaining something to me, and it's like I'm like you're over explaining something to me, 
as my son, he's just like, Daddy, I need help opening this. But when, when, so, so she goes A to B. I mean, he goes A to B with it. Mm-hmm. I need help. I need help opening this. She goes, <laughs> right. I tried this and not working, but I was going to use this and then that's not working. So I, I, I need your help. But when I get your help, can you help me do this? It's a, it's a dance around. It's like, <laughs> what do you need? You know? And she's like, oh, you didn't let me get it out. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's, it's like, I understood that like women, they do have more words yeah. than men. And so a lot of men, what I'm getting at is they don't know or they haven't been taught how to seek the words mm-hmm. so they're just like i'm a man this is how i am you know yeah. but there's more to you that's a choice yeah the way that i am i had to go seek the knowledge i had to go seek the information i had to go seek the words it does not feel good to me when i don't know what to say mm-hmm. that makes me feel it's i used to you know growing up i was very furious very angry like when my father died my first thing was like Mom told me that he passed away, and I was like, "All right, can I go outside?" Like that was it, and I never like digested that. And then like you know, years go by and years go by. Yeah. And people tell me from my past, like I was very mean, I was very rude, like, and I'm like, I don't even really remember. Like I do, but I don't remember how that mm-hmm. kind of affected them. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, I had therapy for all that, and and and, and I'm proud and I'm good. Um, but uh, um, yeah, to bring it home, I was just like, you know, it just it did not feel good, you know, having those thoughts that I are like having, like not having that expression. Like you get you get bottled up anger, bottled up fear, and it's just like, well, why isn't this working? Mm-hmm. You know? And my mom used to always tell me, Alex, like improve your words, improve your argument. You know, you don't always have to be angry. So those things kind of help along the way too. Definitely. Yeah. So number three, you gave us integrity. You gave us respect. Mm -hmm. One thing, what else Um, do you value highest in your relationships? Be a mirror. That's good. Yeah, be be a mirror. (laughs) Um, Make me aware of things that I don't see. Care for my heart as if, you know, you're not the only one that you're trying to protect. You know? There's something, literally what you just said in your book, yeah. really similar <laughs> to that, and I can't think of it right now, yeah. but I'm going to circle back to it. <laughs> because I, I read it, and I was like, yeah, yeah. that's real. <laughs> yeah. Most people love from fear, so it's just like, I'm only, I'm only trying to protect my heart. I feel like I probably marked it, too. It'll come up, but <laughs> yeah. it was real. Okay, so I want to read this one, and I want you to elaborate on it. It says, you can't expect to heal your life by staying in the same pain that's hurting your life. Mm. For sure. Right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who wrote this? For sure, yeah. Man, listen, when I be, I got the music going, the candles going, Nice car drive, you know, yeah. You're just feeling it, and um, but that's but that's a fact. I you know. know. A lot of times we're like, um, we're loyal to people who aren't loyal to us. Mm-hmm. Like we become a slave to our loyalty. You know, 
through our loyalty yeah we become a slave you know yeah. to us just being like loyal like we're a slave to our loyalty we, mm-hmm. that we're like we're loyal we're like we're just loyal people but we're a slave to being loyal because that individual does not deserve it but yeah. because we're loyal it don't have nothing to do with a person mm-hmm. like for me i'm just a loyal individual mm-hmm. if i love you if i rock with you i got you you know not everybody deserves that you know Definitely. from me you know but um, you can't help because it's who you are exactly you know there's no on and off switch you know it's like i don't i don't think that but what i can say is that um you know sometimes the talk is just talk Mm-hmm. I don't do well with people who just talk. Um, so if you know somebody's constantly saying that they're doing this, one of the worst things that I don't like is people who say that they're gonna do something and don't follow through. Because you value integrity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, it's making sense now, yeah. right? <laughs> so you know, um, that bothers me. You know, I you know I just I'm just about placing people where they should be placed. Mm-hmm. Inconsistent person does not deserve an everyday spot in my life. You know, um, they don't deserve to know how you know how I'm doing because they don't care enough to know how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's not an everyday thing. You know, um, that's why you get these um, dry answers from people. You know, who you don't really talk to. Like, oh, how you doing? Oh, good. Because I'm not letting you in more than that. Yeah. You know, you haven't um, earned it. There's sometimes there's there there's there's like there's women like that I've talked to in the past like first day and they just go to like vomiting all over me like do you think that they do that because you're you or they would have that same energy with any other man I think they do that because they know that I'm somebody who has an open mind because you're you yeah, but I also feel like there's guys who prey on that. Hmm. Like that pretend. That vulnerability. They pretend like they're open. Yeah. Honest. Oh, I just, you know, you know, I want to get to know you. And they start asking questions and poking around. And some woman, you know, would be like, oh, when I was 16, I got, I got um, molested by my cousins. And I'm like, this is the first conversation. That's, that's heavy. Right. How do you carry that? How like how, I couldn't imagine someone giving that to me to carry. And listen, and not to make light of it, it's a serious thing. No, I, it is. I, 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 for the love of me, I have not been able to like. And it's like women really do this. I believe you. And I don't know if it's to make me feel bad. I don't know if it's a release for them. Like, ooh, this is not. You know, I'm not harboring this pain anymore. I'm mm-hmm. letting it out, you know. And I don't know the best way for a woman to cope with something that has happened with her body that wasn't her idea. Mm-hmm. And so I don't speak on that, you know, whenever I, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird. I bet. You know, I, I have a daughter. Yeah. And I'm like. No. So <laughs> there's something that is really simple. I feel like they're mm-hmm. all really simple and I keep saying that, but they mean so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it says if you care, you are responsible 
for what they receive from you. Ooh, that's one of my favorites. Because what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you're responsible for what you give to them. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like, that's just really deep. What they receive from you matters. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe sometimes what, and this has happened in my life. And maybe you know, I've realized that like sometimes the version of me, growth is important mm-hmm. sometimes a version of me of who i thought i was wasn't what they were actually receiving from me mm-hmm. you know open-mindedness emotional intelligence um honest loving caring um sometimes i get so caught up in my tasks and my projects mm-hmm. you know that i don't mean no harm by it but i get so engulfed in what i'm doing I don't stop to nurture that relationship or that thought or that thought that's wow. Somebody was actually struggling being vulnerable, was actually having a vulnerable moment with me. I should embrace that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That right there is a big deal because for people who struggle with vulnerability, when they actually let a guard down, Mm And I've been this guy that brushed that off to the side when I received that vulnerability. That sucks, Alex. And this, and when women would be like, "See, this is why I don't open yeah. up to people," because of that, I've had to learn and adjust and be patient with myself in them in that process of like, "Oh shit, this is a moment." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've actually said this, and it actually like. Not saying it works, but like it works in my mind out loud because it's like when they are doing that, I'm like, I call it out. I'm like, oh shit. This is the moment. Yeah, you, oh, oh wow, you being vulnerable. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it here. You know? And what I've learned is like encouragement, you know? Um, and a smile on their face every time where like you validate yeah. you know, their growth. That's a great human experience. It is. It is. That's some. Um, it reminds me of something my therapist told me because mm-hmm. I struggle with vulnerability. Yeah, Just yeah. saying, if someone creates an environment for you to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. you should recognize that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. For sure. Because not everybody deserves access to it, nah. but if they're creating it for you to be safe, yeah. go ahead and you know give them something. Give yeah. them a little nugget. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the growth. It is. I like it. So, um, kind of just thinking about relationships. Yeah. When do you, okay, so, because a lot of people struggle with this, with knowing when to stay mm-hmm. and when to go. Right. So, what would you tell them if they were trying to decide, is this where I'm supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Is this person for me? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see yourself? You know, what is this person bringing out of me? anything in your life that you can improve uh, whatever you fell back on a lot of times we get into relationships and we become distracted um, I feel like we want to be in relationships to be free not to not for security not for um, 
a lot of things. I think people overall, like, they just want to be free and accepted. And, and, and um, I think anybody who is struggling with, like, no one wants to stay, no one wants to leave, um, they should think of, if, if you can imagine how hard it is to stay, should be thinking about how easy it could be to let go because a lot of times people say oh it's hard to like hard to move on but you were getting mistreated for so long think about this you were getting mistreated for so long and you had the courage to hold on Mm -hmm. when it sucked Mm -hmm. meaning you have the courage to move on and let go you was already doing what was hard anyways because you felt like you were doing what was necessary. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to recognize that, you know, I thought I had a right, we thought we had a right, and it's time to choose different. I think that's okay. Um, if you tried, you know, the necessary stuff that you feel like, you know, is supposed to keep you strong, and if it's not working, if the conversations are getting re- repeated. Um, if you're making threats, um, if you're losing yourself, um, you know, if, if what I understand is like when people go through a struggle, they start looking at them at their lives. Yeah. And it's like you know, before I met this person, I was doing this. I was happy. I'm not doing this no more. Yeah. I was hanging out. I was mm-hmm. working on this. I was in my passion. I was in my bag. I was. I gave all my energy to you and that wasn't something that was healthy um, I believe in relationships that um, with me I, I, I would speak for me um, I'm somebody that nurtures and keeps relationships you know I've seen people who get into relationships and you know they'll have a friend that they know for 10 years 5 years all of a sudden they're in a relationship and then like that friendship and it's validity is like hate it it's no more yeah and I'm someone who is like you know if I have a girl and she has a lash business mm-hmm. or you know we even make up our stylists like I'm gonna make sure that my other friends know about her mm-hmm. you know if you have you know this nail tech that's awesome and, and and the nail tech is my friend i'm gonna make sure that like my other friends know about this nail tech you're gonna put her on yeah exactly mm-hmm. essentially yeah and i feel like those relationships matter mm-hmm. you know women not saying that this is their role but they help make relationships better and I, I don't feel like, I, you know, I did it before where, like, I shut everybody out and I was miserable. Mm-hmm. I bet. <laughs> for, like, four or five years, and I didn't know who I was. And it was like I gave my all to this individual. I thought I did, but I couldn't get my all because I wasn't even operating in my best self. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a sociable guy. Now, there's some guys who just are okay with, you know, going to work, coming home, and, and doing all that, for, you know, for the household, for the unit, and about one woman and that's it and that's cool if that's for them you know i would say that people need to figure out if that's really 
them or if they're just doing it to keep somebody close because love is again it's acceptance so you have to accept the people that were in my life now you have to trust me to know that they're good people 100% you know um yeah I, I just I don't for me I don't mix you know like friendships and then like oh we used to talk back in the day I don't that's not what I'm talking about you know, you're talking about genuine friendships genuine friendships Life is about networking. You know, we're not here to isolate and be on an island. We just said we're not meant to do life alone. We're not. And that means outside of your spouse as well. Yeah, you, you should want to have a life outside of, you know what I'm saying? Like, because anybody who loves you, like, for real, for real, like, they know that those relationships to you matter. Yeah. You know, anybody who's, who's like, you know, if you get with somebody and, like, you're not even talking to your family as much anymore. You're not even talking to your friend. Like that's that, like, weirdo energy. That's a red flag. It definitely is. <laughs> you know, oh, you don't like when I talk to them, or, or and you're around them and you're complaining, and they're like, "Yeah, don't talk to your mom because mm-hmm. you know how your mom is. You know how your dad is." And it's like, yo, what are you allowing in your life? That's weirdo energy. Big weirdo energy. For sure. For sure. I hate hearing stories about that one. Like. They have, like, this best friend you've known 10 years. Yeah. And then you get in a relationship, and they want you to cut them off. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. bro, what? What are you talking about? And then they do it. Yeah, of course. Oh, my yeah. heart. Woman, Guys, like, don't be those people. <laughs> men, men lie, kill, steal, start wars with women. Definitely. And so, like... Helen of Troy. A lot of women don't really understand the value that they, like, are, are like, their power. A lot mm-hmm. of women do understand their power, and a lot of men don't know. I think the one thing that men don't want is for them to be in love, and then they and they find out she's crazy. <laughs> and the whole time, she's like, "Don't be crazy! Don't be crazy! Don't be crazy! Don't be crazy!" Don't it be is crazy. so hard controlling your craziness. <laughs> oh my gosh! For like the first three months, so yeah. then he thinks you're innocent. Yeah, and then you just nah, pop up. Just show me, just show me up front. I I'll show you the, from the get go, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to read one more. Okay. And I really like it. I think it's a great way to bring this around the mountain. So it says, normalize saying you feel so good versus I love you. Not everything you think you deserve. Wait, not everything you think you want deserves you. Sometimes it's not love. It's a season and a reason why people feel so good to you. Embrace those moments. Not everything is in I love you kind of thing. So. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That hit my st- I that, like that wording. You feel so good. Yeah, that that says it in my spirit. Mm-hmm. I'm a lover. I'm a lover. So, oh. like, I've told my fair share of women, you know, um, again, this is when I didn't have the words. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I, you know, I love you. And I realized the damage that kind of, like, done to me and them mm-hmm. kind of set me up for, like, almost a failure in a sense. With a failure, um, but also it made room for those for who were, who were meant to love me. Yeah, you know, um, it made room for people who were, you know, who were feeling good to me. Um, I think we should normalize like you feel good to me. Should normalize. This, this is the reasons why you feel good to me. I I'm a true believer on language matters, mm-hmm. like the detailed language, and. People have always said, like, you're a wordsmith. You're good with words. I had to find them, man. <laughs> you know? I had to find the words that I did not have. 
I told you before, it did not feel good. Like saying something, knowing that I knew better, but I didn't have the words. It was like, am I supposed to just say I love you? You know, when I could just say like, you feel good to me, this is why. Yeah. And it's a total like brain fart, you know, or like, you know, whatever. And, and, but it's just like, it's a different way of looking at things, you know, so. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a lover too, but like, I feel like I would rather that mm. compared to I love you. Yeah, yeah. Because I so. feel like love, it's an action word anyway. It's not yeah. something that you feel. So tell me why you love me. Yeah. Put it into words so that then in my head, I can create the scenario that you don't even like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you just tell me straight up. Yeah. Feel good to me. Who you like when I come home and 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 you know make it about you for thirty minutes? Mm -hmm. All right, like yeah, that feels good to me. Yeah, you know I don't have to say I love you when you do this. Like I can just say this feels good to come home and being in this space, mm -hmm. or this feels good when you can pick me up and you can have things planned, or you know what I'm saying? Like I can use this feels good way more times than I can say I love you. I love you. Guys, we're not saying I love you anymore. We're saying this feels good. <laughs> That's the new wave. Yeah, I think it's okay to be, you know, like let people know, you know, be proud of the of the decisions that you're making to let certain people in your life. And say you it with your chest. Because what was shouldn't be what is in your life. You know, if you had somebody in your life that was, you know, toxic, bad, like trust yourself in a way that you're growing that you're keeping those kind of people out. And like a game plan for women, like when when we talk about like you know I heard, I've heard women say this before, like until guys grow up and heal, like I'm just done dating. Like I'm gonna be real with you, as long as women have what men fight, kill, steal, manipulate other men for, like they ain't growing up. You know, like saying that you're gonna stop dating until they grow up, like is not a strategy. <laughs> it's not. You know, you need a new you need a new game plan. It's just the word that you use, strategy. <laughs> yeah, but like it's some it's literally their strategy. Like <laughs> it's like, oh well, I'm not gonna ooh, I'm not gonna talk to a man because all they do is just play games. Okay. But like again, it's funny how the ones who say that they're playing the most games do the most playing. Right? Did you just post that? You probably read it in my book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I read yeah. that and I was like, "What does that even mean?" Then I was like, "Do I be playing people?" It's, I'm confused. It, it, it's, it's like I was okay. I was explaining this to a to, to a friend, mm -hmm. and um, I told him that um, he's kind of going through a breakup. Mm -hmm. So I told him that you know, kind of your faith has to be like you have to change for you. Mm -hmm. You can't change in the back of your mind. You be like, "Well, I'm gonna change," and then I'm gonna get her back. It ain't gonna work like that. You got a son out of this relationship. Be about your business. Be about your son. You know what I'm saying? And change has to be rooted for you. Yeah. Deeply rooted solely for you. If a little bit of ounce is like, okay, in the back of my mind, I'm going to do this, do this, do this. I'm going to just for this person. It's not pure. And it's not going to work. It's not going to It's not gonna work. Exactly. So I was explaining to him as like, you have to have your faith in the deep end. And he was like, what do you mean? He was like, I was like, well, when you're in the shallow end of a pool, you can walk in, you can walk out. You know, you can put your foot in, test the water. When you're in that deep end, you're 
engulfed in the deep end. You ain't no walking in, walking out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you have to have your faith in the deep end. You have to trust God. You got to be anchored in that. Feet planted no matter what this tide looking like. Because you know that this area you need to grow in. Even if it's hard, even if it sucks, it's temporary. You got to grow. You got to be a better father. You got to be a better man. For you and for your kid. Not for a relationship that did not work out. Mm -hmm. But what are you going to do with the time? Don't just spend that time waiting. If a person wants to come back to you, and and, and I'm not saying that people can't come back to people because some people, they do grow. And they just reconnect naturally. Mm -hmm. Um. You don't want to, you don't want that person to get a version of you that is still the same. All your time would have been wasted because they're going to see you for what you were. Mm-hmm. Your patterns have to change. Your conversation has to change. You know, um, a lot of times, you know, like you can use the actual things that people were saying that you weren't doing in a relationship. You can use it to improve your life. You really can. They were actually helping you. Yeah. But you were just like, mm, stubborn. You ain't going nowhere. You staying right here. Stupid. Yeah, exactly. So like, um, are you good at, you know, building homes or building sandcastles? You know, sandcastles gonna wash away when the tide comes. Are you good at, you know, are you good at having a foundation that when you can build and not destroy? You know, it's all. It's all in your choice. We're one choice away. Yeah, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, really, that's really like what people don't understand is perspective. Mm-hmm. Just like how you can see a rose bush that has thorns, and you can mm-hmm. say, "Ooh, that might, that might, that might prick me," or you can choose to see that the thorn bush has a rose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your perspective on how you view things alters how you see life. For me, when I see a rose, I see I see a rose. I don't see the thorns. But for many people, they see the thorns because they see hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, that could hurt me. I ain't gonna, you know. You know, you have noticed that some people get tattoos and they're like, "Oh, this hurts," but then they go back for more. For more, they forgot the pain. They become so addicted to the pain. Oh, I need ink therapy. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. But not for the pain. It's really for the art. Exactly. <laughs> You know, but some people, like, yo, they go through that season where, like, they just need they need to feel pain. They're accustomed to it. That shit is trauma. It is. Yeah. <laughs> that it is, is a trauma reaction. <laughs> no, nah, it is. Not, not, for, not for sure. So, sure. last question. To wrap sure. up what they never told you about love, which mm-hmm. is a dope title, by the way. Appreciate if you it. had to pick two songs to describe your book, what would they be? Man, I'm gonna be real with you, man. That that whole her album, like she made that for me, for sure, for sure. She made it for you. Her? Yeah, you heard the album? No, I'm not really a her fan. Listen, she made it for me. If we don't go her, I like the whole album. I like Adele' new song. Okay. Uh, Easy on me. Uh huh. Oh man, the artwork is is amazing. Okay. You heard that one? I'm gonna listen to it though tonight. Which her album? Hmm? Which her album? Is it her? 
Yeah, it's a new oh, it's album that came out. Okay, so it's yeah, a new I one. can't even tell you what it's called, man. Okay. I, I just know it's a piece of work. I'm gonna drop it in the podcast notes. Yeah, um, and then the Adele song. Yeah, the Adele song is uh, uh easy on me. Dope. Yeah, she just talks about um, you know, the choices that she's made when she was younger. She didn't know she was inexperienced. She did the best that she thought she could with what she had. Mm-hmm. So we all do. I used to always feel like, man, if I would have had my dad in my life, or my mom would have taught me this, or if I would have had this mentor, like I would be farther in life. And I'm like, man, that's, you know, I got an adult. I'm like, that's such an excuse. I choose to have my own experience, mm-hmm. but I do not know I can go seek the information. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to say because I didn't have this. Okay, truth is, my man ain't coming. You know, you know, he's 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 gone. You know, what am I gonna do about that? Am I gonna use? And, and, and rub it across my whole life, you know. Oh, I don't know anybody close to me, or you know what I'm saying. Like, people really gotta understand. Like, man, they can just choose better, you know, choose different, and be yeah. uncomfortable. We're all one choice away. One choice away from a new beginning. I know. Or a different outcome. From both. For sure. All right, so Alex, thank you for coming on to your favorite podcast. <laughs> This is my favorite podcast. I love that. But be real, I, I told you, I told you off, off, like off air, like I'm my, nah, hold on, because you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> I don't do, I don't do podcasts. I turn them down left and right, you know. But um, I always make, I always make a, a, a spot because uh, I believe in what you do. I love what you Thank do. You. Um, I love the transparency. Um, it's not a podcast where you know you bashing people. You have an open minded. You know, when, when, when it comes to this, you're growing. Um, leaps of faith, you know, and you're figuring it out along your way. Yeah. And I think that's the perfect, um, you know, I think that's the perfect uh, uh, idea of a journey. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it, boss. For sure. So, guys, if you haven't picked up what they haven't told you about love, you definitely should. And something that I realized when I was reading this that I think will help some of you, if you start to think about someone while you're reading some of these, bro, you like them. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that's your that's your reason to stay if you're trying to determine what to do, bro, if you think about them while you're reading this. Something is there. Amazon. Alex, What's up? yes, tell them where they can find their book. Um, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Um... Instagram, um, Alexander B. Dixon. Um, Twitter, Alexander B. Dixon. And then you'll find my links to my books, my spoken words, um, songs, um, videos, stuff like that. Um, this book right here is special to me. It's, um, I think it's number 300 on Amazon for African-American poetry. Which is pretty dope. We had we, we like dope. when it came out, we was like top 100. It's been out since July. But um, if you do me a favor, if you buy this book, if you like this book, uh, leave me an honest review. You know, if you if you like it or dislike it, honestly, I, I need you know the, the feedback is more than welcome. So show. Sure. I'm gonna leave a review tonight, and it's gonna be honest, Alex. Appreciate it. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tapping in and listening to this podcast episode. Um, I always enjoy sharing space and energy with you. And I'm, I'm wrapping up season three, so I'm just trying to determine how I'm going to end this 
part of my journey, but stay on the ride. So keep God first and go be great. Bye.